0: This is already recording. Okay. So, whenever you're ready, you can start the show. Because you usually
1: start it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's been a while. You ready? Or do you want me to do it today?
1: I can do it. Okay. Really Dead, The Podcast. Welcome to Really Dad, the show where me and my father talk about how a parent and a teenager can communicate better and have a better relationship with each other. Mm.
0: Yeah, we're definitely working on that.
1: I'm not good at the (laughs) intro, and I'm not going to be good at it for at least three episodes.
0: (laughs) All right, well, we will work on that. It'll get better and better. I thought that was pretty dang good. Um, I didn't even remember to have my mic up in front of here. (laughs) So, we've had uh, um, a couple weeks off. Mm -hmm. We took some time, went and visited your mom and your two brothers. Had a little holiday, so it's nice to be back. So, we're ready to continue on with our little podcast here, our little discussions. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, we thought we'd uh, discuss um,
1: returning to school during the pandemic. Uh, and how kids are handling And it school, and, and all that. going back to school in general. Because, like, yeah. even after this is over, going back to school is going to be a nightmare anyways. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just, after having such a long break, like, ever, and then having to go back to, like, a, a solid routine, having to sit still in, like, mm-hmm. a classroom for hours upon hours on end. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, because
0: what we got, we went home... Kind of third week of March, so April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So, so, so five or six months Mm -hmm. you've had off, we didn't have to go into school and sit in a desk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I almost failed online schooling, (laughs) but I passed. I somehow passed.
0: (laughs) I, you, it's interesting, you know, for those listening, with Max, he was doing quite well in school. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we got sent home and my cl- our, our clinic got shut down. Um, Max's school got shut down. And we all got sent home. And Max is the only one that still had to do anything. You and Kira still had school to finish up. But
1: I was so impressed. You would get up every morning. And I got like a solid hour or two in of work. Yeah, every And day. I got it done. Yeah. And then a couple months later, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, what was it? I don't know. I tried so hard every day, but I couldn't absorb any of the information. My eyes hurt. Even mm-hmm. though I'm on screen, uh, I'm on the screen like after that, and my yeah. eyes don't hurt then. When mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it then, my eyes hurt. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a psychological thing. Cause... It for
0: sure is because it's not a choice anymore, right? You're you're having to do this thing. And, yeah. And I think too, because you're just reading notes. Mm-hmm. It's different like you know, if you had to read a book on a computer screen,
1: you know, rather than like a Kindle or in an actual book, it's different on the that's eyes. That's why I like better, uh, paper better when reading. Yeah. yeah Not everything needs to, like, be technologically advanced. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was barely English. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's totally fine. People understand what you're talking about. <laughs> um,
0: I think, you know, for, for all of that, you did pretty dang good. You, you got through it. Um you know yeah of course the results weren't exactly what uh I know you wanted in the end um I'm just happy I
1: passed yeah
0: well especially your um
1: communication technology
0: yeah that one it's interesting so you know for those listening max approached me about a month out of school
1: and I said I can't do this anymore I'm trying so hard. I can't do it anymore. I'm just going to drop it. I'm not going to do any more of the work anymore because I can't. I'm probably going to have to do all, uh, summer school. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, initially as a parent,
0: you're thinking, no, you're not. You're going to get it done. And, uh, you know, to me it was like, well, it was just a bit disappointing because it was a course that you were really so excited, excited to for take.
1: I it's just the teacher, I didn't like the way he was teaching it. hmm So, yeah. It's hard when that... It's hard to learn when someone's not really teaching. Uh, yeah. Speaking of when someone's not actually teaching, mm-hmm. in class, he told everyone, Google it first before coming to me. What? Yeah. Because, like, he, he, it's like he didn't want to help us. Oh.
0: That's just sad. That's not a teacher. You know, if... Uh, you know, that's just staying at home with Google anyway. <laughs> what do you need a teacher for if that's what he's going to say to you? Exactly. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I, but you, uh, you know, your, your, your marks were doing fairly good through it all. And then, yeah, just near the end there, you just couldn't do it anymore. And so we had a discussion. We were walking that day, you told me. And, you know, we said, well, you know, if that's what you want to do, and that's, that's fine. You just got to... Like one thing I, as a parent I try to do, and you let me know if, this, if it's working, is that, you know, I say to patients often, we need to let our kids fail often and early. Yeah. <laughs> because you only learn from failure. You don't learn from successes. And so if your kid is always getting straight A's because you're always on the teacher to make sure they, you know, they're getting the good marks or helping them out or doing all these other things... No one's learning much. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if your kid is brilliant and they're getting all those A's on their own, when they get to university and they're not getting A's, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond? You know, when they get to a job and they can't do it right and they're failing, like we want to learn how to overcome failure as early as possible in our lives so that we – know how to ad- adapt and work with it so it doesn't destroy a, our psyche. You
1: <laughs> know that one time you can't figure something out and you fail and people just lose it emotionally. Yeah, because, like, earlier in school in, like, elementary, I never studied for a single test. Because mm-hmm. I was just, like, naturally good, in quotations. Like Yeah. I just didn't have to try. And then when I got into high school, I was having trouble and I didn't know how to study.
0: Yeah
1: because I just didn't do it for years. Yeah, <laughs> it's much different, isn't it? <laughs> and even the first year, I didn't really study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to try and study next year.
0: Okay, good for you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it's just, if you study in, in the right way, in smart ways, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time of it, and it's not going to change too much. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's good to kind of prepare that way. Um, so yeah, so we talked about, and you would said, okay, I'm just not going to do any more work. You didn't like doing the journaling. Fuck the journal. <laughs> this is why this podcast is
1: explicit. <laughs> that fucking journal. I I completely forgot about it. But yeah, I hate that. What? No, so what we had to do with the journal is every week we had to uh, write down what we did. And we had to be really detailed about it. It had to be like a paragraph a week. Uh-huh. So you recommended, okay, write a sentence every day. I can't do that. Yeah. Most kids can't do that. He expects so much from us, <laughs> and he didn't fucking teach us. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're not taking any more of his classes, I don't think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you kind of stepped out of that. You should, you should check in and see if it's showing who's teaching your courses this year now. So anyway, uh, you were done, you decided you weren't going to do any more work, so we made this, We, you know, because um, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. because that just makes you want to do the opposite. You know, that's just how we work as humans. But I did express that, okay, if you're going to do this... These are the consequences. You're going to fail this
1: class. And I accepted those consequences, yeah. and I said I was going to go into summer school.
0: Yeah, because if you if you lose those credits, either you're going to lose options other years, or you're going to have to catch it up with summer school or whatever. And then what did they do with summer school? Cancel it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I passed the classes.
0: Yeah, so like it worked out perfectly. I think that teacher was, and I think most of the teachers were just um, so... You know, just felt so bad about throwing these kids into online last minute and everything. I think that he, sh- he had a little bit of compassion for you and just decided to let you It was you definitely out of pity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the, te- I'm, so- I'm fairly certain all the teachers, it was out of pity. Yeah, they just wanted to get
0: kids to move on knowing that, okay, this isn't ideal. This isn't how it works. So we're going to let kids. Because I was good in through.
1: class mm-hmm. for like while I was in class. Mm-hmm. So they understood, he's a good kid, he can work well, it's just, out of out of school, he failed miser- miserably. <laughs> Not miserably. It was pretty miserable. <laughs>
0: well, you're going to do great
1: this fall. How do you feel about going back to school? Mixed emotions, as always. Okay. I'm happy to see my friends, mm-hmm. but like... I'm happy to learn things and like having a schedule, that's good. Yeah. But school in general, I'm not too happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting in the same space for like hours upon hours on end. Mm-hmm. And now we have to wear masks. So, yeah. Yeah. Here that's in Alberta, Canada, um,
0: which is really surprising, this is a very right. Uh wing province for Canada. It's probably the most right-wing province in Canada. It's like the closest to America you can get in Canada. Yeah. And they um, originally didn't talk about it, but then there's a little bit of kickback and they're like, okay, well, what we're going to do is, I think it's, is it over grade four? Grade four and up or or a certain age, everyone has to wear masks in schools. Um, The younger students don't have to, I think they do between classrooms or something like that, Um, but uh, they're definitely doing more. One of the issues, and again, I treat a lot of uh, teachers, and of course, again, whenever there's a problem, they always dump it on someone else, and so they dumped it on the teachers, and it's their roles basically to protect all our kids from COVID,
1: (laughs) because they already got too much. We're sending
0: them back to school no matter what. Yeah, teachers have way too much, and they don't get paid enough. No, they don't. You know, one thing, they sent out a survey to all the parents in the province asking us what we think, you know, should be done and how we feel about kids going back to school and all that. And one of the things I said on the survey was that I believe they need to cut school down by a third. Kids are in school too much.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, when I was in online schooling, I got all my work done within, like, an hour or two every day. Mm -hmm. How long are we in school? Like six hours. Or yeah, more. it's like twice as much yeah. than we need.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, schools like Finland and Sweden, they're, uh, especially in Finland, they're um like, I think starting with the youngest kids, they're in school less than 20 hours a week, which makes a lot of sense. You know, 30 hours a week for, you know, a five-year-old, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty much a full-time job when you add in, the lunch breaks and recess and their uh, um, homework and all that, you know, and they, they don't give homework either to the kids. For some reason, here in north in uh, the Western world, we have this obsession with testing.
1: Mm-hmm. We want
0: to compare ourselves and compete about everything. So we have all these kids being tested, and they're being taught for the test. So they're not being taught how to learn. Mm-hmm. They're not being taught how to. It's just how to find regurgitate their passion.
1: information. Yes.
0: And that's not learning, unfortunately. That's not how it works. Um, you know,
1: there's so many people. In school, I remember none of it. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, everything that I've learned in school is useless. I haven't mem- mem- remembered a single thing. Mm-hmm. It's only memorizing and regurgitation. That's it. Yeah. And it doesn't stick around for very long.
0: Yeah. You know, I noticed that through university and then, of course, studying um, Chinese medicine where I'm memorizing, you know. Four hundred points and five hundred herbs and you know all these different things and uh, it took a long time until I could start using them.
1: You know that I start to actually remember and uh, understand them. Yeah, because you only really remember something when you need to remember it. Like yeah, after you're able to use that information, it's easier for you to remember it. Yeah, and that's true learning. You know when you're. You're, uh,
0: was it a was it Carl Sagan or was it you no know, f- f- uh, Fine Professor Feynman? Anyway, he, he was um was he an astrophysicist or anyway he he had a technique that he believed in It was what ha- helped you to learn, and it was that you need to understand it well enough that you could teach someone else, mm-hmm. and if you can't teach it to someone else, you don't know the. The information. Yes. And so if you try to teach it to someone and you can't, then you've got to go back, relearn it, make sure you understand it, try to teach it again. If you still can't teach it, you didn't learn it. And to me, I think that's one of the best, you know, techniques. It's not to say, go Google it. It's (laughs) to know it well enough that you can teach it in a simple term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you, like, are you worried about, you know, COVID or like people getting sick
1: at schools? Well, I'm not too worried about people getting sick because the people who are most who are going to be affected by it most is younger people and like older people mm-hmm. and we're in the middle where we're not really going to get affected by it. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's some, you know, there are some deaths in your age range, but again, it's less. You know, the concern is is, you know, A bunch of teachers getting COVID, Uh um, the support staff getting COVID, you know, kids bringing it home to their parents and to uh, grandparents and stuff like that, you know, because it's it's highly likely, you know. It's interesting, like most, everything feels somewhat kind of normal now, Uh you know, we're not into phase three yet, but so we still can't have, you know, large gatherings and things like that, but. There's gyms open, there's the theatres have opened, you know, all these things, but everyone's, like, spreading out and, you know. But, uh, yeah, like, all athletics have been cancelled through all the universities in Canada. The Canadian Football League's been cancelled. You know, they're, they're taking those steps to kind of stay within that phase so we don't spread as much. But, like, the other day, Canada was only having about one death a day. Well, the U.S. was having about 1,100, 1,200 deaths a day. Uh, I think the other day we had 15. So that's a little higher. So they're getting a little concerned. We're trying to, you know, get it back under control. But it's, uh, it's crazy within the U.S. because there. so we have 30-something million people in Canada, 34, something like that. Um, that's as many people as in California in one state. I think oh. all of the US has like thirty three hundred million something people. So they have ten times as many people as we do. Right. But they have a hundred times as many deaths a day.
1: Right. So even if you're judging it on like population to death, yeah. America's still like ten times higher.
0: Oh yeah. Crazy. You know, their approach down there. It's it's interesting. I was thinking about it, and I think it's the in the US. They glorify, um, you know, freedom, independence, and uh, you know, above everything else, right? Uh-huh. Whereas in Canada and you know, Scandinavian countries and things like that, Commonwealth countries, it's this idea that no, like, uh, we're not as obsessed about individual freedom, uh-huh. we're more you know, concerned about collective freedom and, um, you know, we put the, the ideas, we put the community first before individuals. Right. And I, I think that's one of the reasons because they're just, it's all about me.
1: Yeah. America's <laughs> a bit more selfish with everything they do.
0: <laughs> well, it looks that way for sure. <laughs> so
1: like with uh, every other country, it's more about how can we keep the number of deaths down we need to do this for the greater good in America. It's all about I want to do this, this, and this. I don't care who dies, I want to do it. Yeah, that's their entire ideology. Because <laughs> even when they came into the country, I mean, Canada also did it to their first nations, but yeah, there, they've been a lot better. Canada's huh. been a lot better and they've made amends. America, what have they done for their natives? Yeah,
0: well. Not much. Canada hasn't done a whole lot either, but at least it's we've better. been trying. You know, I know with reconciliation and trying. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't appear that way, does it? That, um, you know, they're... You know, one thing, too, is I have some dear friends that live in the States, and, um, you know, one thing that you always hear about, you know, USA, we're number one. But unfortunately now, they're number one in all the bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID deaths, uh, you know... Percentage of the population that's in prison, um, you know everything you can think of that is n- not a positive thing. It seems that they're number one in it right mm-hmm. now, and I hope with their upcoming elections and stuff they can, you know, uh, move towards true U.S. Uh, you know um, exceptionalism. You know where they can focus on yes, we're going to have the best universal health care system in the world. It's going to be even better than Canada. It's going to be better than Europe. You know, we're going to have the best. Who are the biggest candidates in America? uh, The two candidates? Yeah. Trump and Joe Biden.
1: Who's Joe Biden again?
0: That's what every other American's asking. (laughs) No, Joe Biden was the vice president to Obama, so he served as vice president for eight years.
1: You see that white-haired guy? Yeah. The one. Why did I even say that? There's like ten of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the one with Alzheimer's, right? <laughs> yeah. That one. That one.
0: I don't know if he does have Alzheimer's, but
1: he sure acts he, like it.
0: He's had a few things that did not go well and make you question. I think now they're doing a really good job at um, keeping him in his basement and <laughs> keeping him quiet. This next That's o- not what you want from a president. <laughs> right now you do. <laughs> I guess. Because <laughs> it's a referendum on Trump, you know, so he just has to look presidential in the meantime and keep his mouth shut, and uh, there's a really good chance that he'll win. Um, of course, I, you know, again, Max and I were Bernie fans,
1: right? I like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I like, like Bernie cool Sanders, guy.
0: too. So we were a little disappointed when he didn't get the nomination, but...
1: Uh, I don't keep up on any politics, so I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Oh, okay. But I know you you like Bernie. Yeah, he seems yeah. like a
1: cool dude. Yeah. So
0: I am hoping that his movement and the people behind him will be a good influence on it seems like leadership.
1: It, it almost seems like Bernie's not trying to get into presidency. He's more trying to stir up a conversation Well, I know he really did want to be president, and he worked hard twice for it, but I do think
0: it's something that, um, you know, I do think a lot of people wanted the things that he is sharing, like universal health care, funded state college education, you know, all these other things that make a lot of sense, Uh, not funding the military as highly, getting rid of private prisons, all these good things. And I think um, people were interested in that, but I still think at the same time, they were afraid that if they did support him, then, you know, it would scare even more people and their main concern is just to get rid of Trump. Uh And that's kind of what it was last time is they didn't want anyone, like, Bernie would have beat Trump. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh But there's just this concern now that it's just like, let's keep it as safe as possible so that... You know, when really one thing that's proven time and time again in the United States is that the more people that vote, Democrats win. The less people who vote, Republicans win. And it's like that every time. So they just have to focus on creating energy and excitement behind their, you know, leader that they've chosen and ideas that people want to vote for. Because too often people are voting just against Trump and not for something. Uh Mm-hmm. Need to support ideas that make sense and are going to help everyone, rather than just against stuff. You know. So, gee, that was a little interesting, little side rant on U.S. politics. Yeah. Um, let's go back to our main topic, though. Uh, so, Schooling. Yeah. So you're, you know, not too concerned yourself uh-huh. about going back to school. Do you think it's going to get worse? The numbers and yeah. Do you think they're going to shut things down again,
1: and you'll have to go home again? Probably. Like that's what's going to happen. You think? I do want to go to school. I don't want to do online schooling again, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> Hopefully,
0: like if we can stay on top of it here in Alberta, there's a good chance the schools can stay open. Um, how long has it been with COVID? March 23rd, 25th, I think. So six months almost. Six months. Five or six months, yeah almost half a year. That's crazy. Yeah. that we've been you know in this new world that we're trying to figure out and adjust to. Yeah. Do you think how has covid affected you um your you know your mental health?
1: My mental health has always been bad, but like I've been working on it while I was in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And like I haven't really been doing anything different cuz I always stay home. Yeah. So, it hasn't really affected me much. Okay, good. It's just given me time to work on my mental health. So, if mm-hmm. anything, it's been kind of good. Good, excellent. Yeah, well, you've come a long
0: way. You know, just in just since January, which is great. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're finding the tools that work for you. It's positive. Do your friends talk about starting to, going back to school? Any of them concerned? I don't think they're too concerned now. Yeah. It's interesting. I've had just about every parent that's brought in kids this week, those kids, they're homeschooling this year. So there's three options the government's offering people. Of course, you can homeschool. You have to create your basic curriculum, you know, on your own, teach your kids on your own, all of that stuff. And then there's a hub option where the kids can stay at home, but then they'll learn. There's a teacher at each school that's sole focus is to teach online stuff. uh uh-huh. And so they do all the online classes and follow-up with the kids, and so that's their teacher. And then all the other teachers can then just focus on teaching the in-class kids. All right. So they're giving everyone
1: three options.
0: Um,
1: with the uh, homeschooling, mm-hmm. uh, the school doesn't get any funding from that, right? But if they go into the online school and the school does get funding? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the concern there
0: is that so if you do a um, – if you start homeschooling your kid.
1: And then you find out, I oh, can't do this. this is a hell of a lot of work. I suck at this or it's – I don't like it. And then you put your kids back into school. It doesn't get funding?
0: Yeah, they yeah they don't get funding. The school won't. So they'll have to teach that kid mm-hmm. because they live in the area. They're designated. They have to teach them.
1: They do not get funding. But the government's
0: not giving them so funding. So it's a better idea
1: to put them into online schooling even if you're not going to use it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you can – So, like, then they have to follow the hub curriculum, Uh you know. But if you're not 100% sure, that's what parents should be doing right now. Yeah. Because then they're still funding to the school if they go back to school. Um, If they want to do, you know, the uh, home stuff, like where you're designing everything on your own, then they have to plan ahead and commit to it at least Uh a year so they can get funding back to the schools later. But, yeah, it's so messy. Our Especially when it comes to health care. And you know, it's interesting. There was a poll out the other day from the Alberta Medical Association. And 98% of doctors don't feel our premier and the health minister are doing a good job. They don't trust them. 98%. Mm. And I'm sure with teachers, it's pretty close to that right now. So it'll be really interesting to see where things go here in a couple of years with another election. Because, you know, our province here in Alberta has had uh, conservative governments for over 100 years, I think, or something like that. And uh, we had our first non-conservative leadership, at the NDP, what, you know, two years ago. And they, it was during a time of, you know, where oil was really low and everything, because, again, we rely on oil prices to keep things up. And they need to do something up in the oil. Oh, I know. It's all oil. You know, it just They've had multiple years to figure out something else. Well, and they got all this money from the government during COVID to kind of boost their economy and help help the local economy and stuff. And they gave it to oil companies.
1: <laughs> Literally anything other than oil would be better. Oh my goodness. I
0: know. It's a little frustrating when we're trying to diversify
1: the Our economy. Portfolio, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that we have multiple Streams of income. There's a lot of open space.
1: Solar panel energy? Sure.
0: Well, it's interesting because up near uh, Balzac, I can't believe there's a town called Balzac, (laughs) but there is, and it's on the way to Red Deer in Edmonton. We've driven through it a few times. And (laughs) they, um, nearby there, a company from Europe came in and set up like the largest solar panel farm in Canada. And... Why we're not doing that, like, I'm not going to say solar panels and wind are going to be the, the main, the only solution. You know, I'm not saying we have to go completely without oil and gas. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be a little it's things a that i sense. good idea to have that
1: as well. Yes,
0: we need to do it, as many options as possible
1: to keep things clean. Uh, on the subject of solar panels, some mm-hmm. people think that setting up solar panels sucks energy from the sun. Oh yeah, I heard these these
0: conspiracy people that think
1: that the more so-
0: solar panels we have, eventually we're going to suck all the energy out of the sun. Like it's like a battery that we drain and eventually we're going to run out of sun because of the, su- the solar panels. That's ridiculous. Is that is that homeschooling or is that...
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> who oh, I didn't who even think that, that. way? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. In homeschooling, a lot of parents are just going to tease their kids dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you even think of that? Because you can create your own curriculum. Yeah.
0: And some do a really good job. So yesterday here in the clinic, we had a, a mom bring in her three kids. Uh, and so she turned the whole thing into a lesson. And so they all had to ask me questions about what, what I was doing and how it worked and all that's, this. And That's a really good parent. They, they had to all read their exam results that I email and... Ask questions about it and make comments and uh yeah they all came and got the treatments so i had a seven and eight and a ten-year-old in here all getting acupuncture at the same time it was super cool and they're great kids and none of them had any problem with it but uh, it was all about uh turning that experience into a lesson mm-hmm. and which i think you know real practical real world stuff is what we should be learning Mm -hmm. and teaching kids how to apply and communication skills. Taxes. Yeah. I think it's far more important that kids learn how to learn, not just to memorize, but Mm -hmm. the process of how do you learn something and get good at it? How do you uh, take that knowledge and then apply it to solve real world problems? How do you communicate with her? Like, one thing that we should be doing is teaching kids how
1: to have conversations. How to communicate, how to be polite. Yes. I and and not a, fight about everything and, and not have. I think in Eastern countries, uh, they have like for the first couple of years, they're just teaching kids how to be polite, how to be like a proper. Uh, citizen.
0: Yeah. I think Japan's big on that. Like their first, they don't test kids until I think third or fourth grade. There's no testing. Right. It's all, like, I don't even think there's, like, uh, report cards necessarily, like, for, you know, like, mark-wise. It's a focus on, because, again, Japan is such a small country, Mm -hmm. such a huge population. They have to learn how to be good citizens. And, you know, like, they have very low crime there. They have, uh, um, you know, huge trust in the community and government and so on. Because that focus at a very young age is, you know, you're a part of a collective, you're not only an individual, mm-hmm. and you need to learn how
1: to work within that collective. Yeah. And it's hard to strike a balance between you are an individual, you matter, and you're a part of uh, a collective. You you need to figure out, like, a way to balance that, mm-hmm. to have a person realize their self-worth, but to not get such a big head to believe that they are only matter. It's mm-hmm. a hard balance to strike. You know, it's interesting. When I was a kid, so...
0: 40 years ago, you know, whatever it was, um, we were often asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And so my generation, um, kids always picked helper professions. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be a doctor. They wanted to be
1: a firefighter, a a
0: nurse, a teacher. All of these things were the jobs that should be, you know, some of them are high-paying, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And they should be like teachers and nurses should be paid way more.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But these are the things that kids wanted to do. This is the things they aspire to. They aspired to help. My
1: generation's very different. Yeah.
0: Do you know what the number one thing is Like a streamer, they or a YouTuber or something like that. It's not even a profession. They just write down, I want to be famous.
1: Exactly. And I hate that.
0: Yeah.
1: I hate the ideologically, uh, ideo- Ideology? Thank you. Okay. Of my generation. Yeah. The. Uh, They've been, uh, we've grown up around technology, around famous people. We see how people are on TV, on our screens, and we want to be like that. We want to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And we view the only way we can be perfect is to be like them, to be famous, to get one of those jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, they look at it and they're like, well. When I'm famous, I don't have to work as hard.
0: I get a lot of money. Yeah. Well, remember one of the first, our first podcasts I talk about attention. Mm-hmm. And kids confuse attention for love. Yeah, it's still a problem. So these kids see all the attention these celebrities get, and they see that as love. Mm-hmm. So oh, they love that celebrity. I love that celebrity. No, you, you like things about them, and you want to follow them. You want to be like them. But I don't know necessarily. You appre- loves those people.
1: You appreciate what they do, but I don't think anyone can necessarily love a celebrity mm-hmm. because they don't know them. Yeah. Personally. yeah, it's hard to,
0: like, there's, we've, um, like, in ancient Greece, there was several different types of love, right? There was brotherly love, there was, like, this uh, community love, there was this, like, uh, romantic love, you know, all these different levels of, of love. And what they're trying to say is, I, I really like this mm-hmm. person, I really like this, I'm into that. Um, there is a type of
1: love like that, but but in our Western uh, definition of love, yeah, that's not what we describe as love. Yeah,
0: and then what I think that talk does is it diminishes real love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it pushes down what love is, and people don't understand it the same because you, like you said, you can't really love someone without knowing them mm-hmm. because love is a two way thing, you know, and it's. Something, and again, it's not a. I think a lot of people think of love as a virus that mm-hmm. you catch, you know, yeah. like I fell in love, and then you know, the virus makes you do crazy things, you're obsessing over the person, you know, you want to spend all kinds of time with them, and then over time, you develop an immunity and you overcome. You know, you, you get better and you heal yourself of that virus, this mm-hmm. love virus, and it's gone, and now you're just looking for the next uh, you know, person to mm-hmm. <laughs> infect you with love again. Right. Because they don't understand that yes, that is part of it. Infatuation is a, helps you fall in love. You know, it gets but you it to it isn't
1: love itself. No,
0: because it's an action. Mm-hmm. It's something you do every day and um, you build trust through that. And when you don't when you can't be around someone and actually interact and do acts of love, you can't really love them, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, you know, again, those people that, um, you know, especially if they don't have a good relationship with, like, a parent and, you know, there's, there's no real reason for them to love them. Mm-hmm. I think they love the idea of having a good parent. Yeah, they,
1: Their idea of love is skewed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so they... Say they love that parent, which isn't necessarily real love, but they they're, they feel they're supposed to love their parent, and they mm-hmm. want to love a parent, and they want a parent this type of parent, and so they're holding on that someday they can have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's super sad, yeah. That people don't have that good relationship with a parent. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's a, I'm thinking
1: about what we're going to title this because we've talked about going oh, into school. I know. We've talked about love, uh, U.S. politics. <laughs> we've talked about, like, world politics and how to be a good citizen. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that's the thing. We don't have to uh, narrow it down into one thing, but it's just us having a conversation. hmm Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be interesting getting you back into
1: school. Um, and I... This morning, I saw an ad... For a back to school, okay. What was it about? Oh, that doesn't really matter. I'm just saying, like there are ads for going back to school. That's how you know it's the Undisney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Like I, I found even a month
0: ago they had already changed all the um, kiosks in Staples and Walmart and stuff like that for the back to school stuff mm-hmm. to buy all that. And I asked Max, "What do you need for school?" Then, I think I
1: have everything from last year, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not like it. High school is much different from the elementary. Because mm-hmm. they Cause underfund
1: elementary school so much. All you really need is like a pencil, some paper, and that's it. Yeah. And everything else is like in textbooks and shit. Yeah. I remember,
0: you know, with you guys going to elementary school,
1: it's like you need 100, everything. 100, 150 you need to bring fucking to tissues kid. yourself.
0: Yes. Like wipes, yeah. You had to bring wipes and tissues and all this stuff because and it was for the classroom. Yeah,
1: because they're under uh,
0: underfunded. Yeah, because there's not enough money for that stuff
1: to go around. So they require. Last year, us. I got glue sticks for school, and all my friends made fun of me. Oh, why do you have glue sticks? One time in class, we needed glue sticks. No one else had them except for me. <laughs> And you were selling them for $25 a no. piece? Oh. <laughs> I just, I just, it just, in that class, my friends made fun of me for, like, having a glue stick. Uh-huh. But then when we needed them, we were like, oh, shit, could I use your glue stick? <laughs> <laughs> I just find that, like, a kind of irony, and that's funny. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Max, you have a birthday coming up, too, don't you? Mm. You don't seem too excited about it. Oh, I never do anything for my birthday. I don't really want to do anything for my birthday. Why not? The most exciting thing about my birthday is, oh, yay, I'm a year older. Yeah. You're going to be 16 this year. Most kids are all excited about getting their driver's license at this point. I
0: don't even have my learners. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't studied at all. We've talked about this a few times, but yeah, that's the whole thing. I can't make you do that. Same with Hunter. Right? Oh, yeah. He waited a long time. You know, he didn't get his driver's license till he was 18. Maybe nine. Now, he got it this summer. Yeah, so he's still, he's like 18 and a half when he finally got his driver's license. How old is he? He's He'll be 20 in January. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. And you're 16 next week. A week today. Uh-huh. No, less than a week today. Six days. Yeah, we need to do something crazy for your birthday, Max. It is the 20th. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll have to figure it out. Do something fun for your birthday. Yeah. I want to have friends over, but, like, that's a difficult situation. Why is it a difficult situation? Because my friends aren't friends with each other. Like, I'm a part of, like, I think it's three different friend groups. Really? Yeah. So you don't have, like, one little pack. Not really, no. But they and those three friend groups don't like each other. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that's how it was. Well, I'm not into politics, uh-huh. and school politics is apparently a fucking thing. Yeah, well, if you're teenagers. There's usually a lot of that, and I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. So I don't know if they're friends or if they fucking hate each other. <laughs> because when I came, uh, so I lived in BC for like a couple months.
0: Four, for, yeah, about yeah. six months.
1: While I was living in BC, I visited my friends and they were, and uh, they were like, I, I visited one friend group and uh, they said something about, we're not friends with this person anymore. They did something fucked up. And then w- when I moved back to Alberta, I find out they're friends again. Mm-hmm. And that was in like a month period or something. <laughs> and I'm just so confused because I don't understand how you can go from fucking hating a person to liking them so fast. Yeah. Well, that's... uh, A lot of people are like that. And I don't keep up with Uh, any of that stuff, so I don't know the current politics of my friend's friend group. (laughs) I remember when
0: you were younger, you had... uh, um, One or two of your friends were just kind of... There's some, like, drama between them, some -hmm. some kind of infighting, and they were... happens
1: so fucking often, I
0: hate it. And they were saying... I think they said some stuff to you, and... You were just like so done with it and you just said, uh, you know, you know, when you when you guys figure your shit out, let me know and then you know, I'll come yeah. hang out with you. But you were I think you were only maybe it was grade seven or grade six and you're such an old soul and you were like, I don't I don't want to put up with that crap, Dad. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to deal with
1: people's shit. Like I wasn't involved with it personally, so I just left for a while and let them figure it out. <laughs> I let the fire run
0: its course. Yeah. Well, yeah, that does make it hard when you have three separate groups like that. Like myself, when I was in Beavers in kindergarten, I met the group of friends that I hung out with all through school. Yeah, it got a little bit bigger as we, you know, went to high school and junior high. Like we'd have people in the group, but the core five guys were there the whole time. Like I got a uh, message today from one of them. Uh, you know, about our... We have a fantasy football league that we all play in. And I've known these guys since I was five years old. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, how are we... You getting things set up? You doing this? So it's... To me, it's just uh, to have, like, three group of friends like
1: that, that would just just be exhausting trying to manage all of that. I don't manage it. No. (laughs) I don't don't do shit. I just have such a great personality that I don't have to... (laughs) No, like... What's crazy is I'm not really a person that, like, my friends necessarily seek out to be around with because I'm not a social person. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurt by it. I understand. I don't try to do it either.
0: Yeah.
1: But when I'm there, they I say, oh, Max, you're so funny. Like, uh, some, f- like, friends of friends, they're like, oh, wow, you're so funny. Like, you're a great guy to hang around. And then, I like, I haven't talked to them since.
0: Yeah.
1: It's crazy because, like, I'm not a sociable person. So I don't really hang out with people much. Mm -hmm. But when I do, like, my personality shines through. Yeah. I'm a good person. I'm just not sociable. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to be more sociable? I do, but it's difficult. Okay. How come? I don't know. It's just after being a shut-in for so long, it's hard to, like, figure out. The way I want to put it is, like, the etiquette. Mm Mm-hmm. The etiquette of, like, when you call people, how you should address them, it's weird. Hmm. Because I've always just hanged out with people at school, and that's, like, it. Yeah. Yeah, you've never done the after-school stuff Mm -hmm. with kids much. Well,
0: it's something you... It doesn't hurt to learn. Yeah. And, unfortunately, really, there's no handbook, so you learn by trial and error and following cues on what everyone does
1: in your group and what fits. It's difficult, because, like... I I don't have it as much as my brothers, but I've like a bit of autism. Mm-hmm. Enough that it fucks with me, but not enough that we get any of the benefits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I I have to like learn how to pick up on social cues. Yeah, yeah. And and again, we all
0: we all have that in some way. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to work within our social groups. These aren't biological things. You know, we every culture has little has different behaviors around it. I remember living in Southern California and you had to learn, like, uh, um, you know, Latino people, their community is much different. Mm -hmm. And so getting used to that and, you know, uh, some of the habits and behaviors and, you know, the things that they say, which are totally appropriate within their group. But
1: you can't say it because you're not a part of that group. Yeah.
0: But also you would never say that in your groups Mm -hmm. because it's it fits within their culture. And uh, so it's always challenging, you know, learning those different things. But uh, you'll figure it out. Yeah, It should be a uh, a really good year for you. Maybe you'll find a, you know, a new group that fits you
1: better. I don't want to get a new group. That would be like (laughs) fucking four or five. I'm not quite sure what I'm at right now. What, a friend's? Yeah, because, like, Oh, like friend groups. Because uh-huh. like oh, yeah. one, well, you could just dis- ditch the other ones. Three ish.
0: <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to ditch them. Yeah. I always find it's funny with high school though, is that, you know, everyone's got their group and their and their whole team, but as soon as someone within that group gets a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's like they disappear because uh-huh. now they spend all their time with that person anyway. You know, so at parties or other things or at school, they kind of hang around, but. Majority of their energy and times with a partner, so you might meet some great guy, and that's might might what happens. You just spend all your time kind of hanging out with them.
1: Mm,
0: I'm <laughs> not quite sure about that. Yeah, you're gonna be unsociable with your boyfriend too. I'm not gonna get a boyfriend. <laughs> Why not? Fucking, I'm not sociable. So you might find a boyfriend that's just like you, and it might be perfect because then you only have to worry about each other. You don't have to deal with all the drama of, of a group of people. And then you have someone to someone to text with, someone to hang out with here and there, someone to play games with. It, it might be really That's another
1: nice. thing I learned after after learning about to be sociable, how to text. Oh yeah? I don't know how to do that. Oh. You know, I I still
0: struggle with people when they text me sometimes because I always have to ask what the abbreviations mean a lot of the time.
1: Oh I, no, it's not like that. I just don't text people. I don't really text. Yeah. Like I I know, because I try to text you all the
0: time. And I just don't do it. Most of the time, you don't answer it, and you don't send me anything back. (laughs) And then when
1: I do send (laughs) it back is just, like, a word.
0: Yeah. Hunter does that. I sent something to him the other day about, you know, it was nice to see him at work and, you know,
1: pay some of the the food.
0: Yeah, he did. I sent this long thing about, oh, no, he said thanks. But it was like, you know, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You know, you're doing a great job, this and that. You come a long way, and then he just sent back
1: thanks. Well, he's autistic, so, like, how, how, how long did it take him to, like, speak? He was over six.
0: Yeah. When he was diagnosed with autism, they told us that he would never speak. He'd never be at school. He'd never... All those things normal people do. They said it would never happen. And your mom got so worked up about it, just a total shock to her system. And her hair went from brown to white overnight. Like no joke, your mom's hair is bright white. Yeah, she, she keeps dying it. Yeah, and it was it was all it all started with Hunter's diagnosis, and she it she didn't take it well, and it was, she knew it was going to be really hard, and um, she was very concerned. Um, but I knew that the two of us could handle it. Uh-huh. And uh, she worked very, very hard, and she did a lot of work because I was either, you know, I went to school full-time and worked full-time for most of the time. Um, but, you know, I helped out as much as I could when I was around, and uh, uh, she did a great job, and he came a long way. But I, um, yeah, he it took him a while to kind of figure things out, and he's sure come a long way. Um, but we all have our issues and, uh-huh. and stuff. You know, me, it was anger and just being a spaz, you know, so at least you don't have to deal with that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hunter likes to say that I have anger issues. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Because if he doesn't get his way, he says you have anger issues or what's the response? What's
1: cause? Well, I have, uh, issues with like, uh, loud noises and like, uh, fucking, give me a second. Um. So, with noises, I don't handle it
0: well. Uh-huh. Uh, but they don't either. Like, Griffin and Hunter have a hard time with loud noises. But they handle it better. Yeah, well, because they've had to learn to overcome it because it was much harder
1: yeah. early on. Yeah, But, like, I get really angry and worked up whenever, like, there's, like, a annoying noise. Uh-huh. So, them talking. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> That's something that also, like, it's... It's, it's weird, because... When someone's talking to me, I don't get annoyed. Uh-huh. But when two people, people are talking and, like, I can't focus on it, like, I'm not involved in that conversation, uh-huh. it annoys me. Yeah. Because to me, in that situation, it's just noise. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: when we're having a conversation and you're trying to focus on something, we should go to another room. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need to work on that.
1: <laughs> One thing I really fucking hated was my, uh, was grandpa's chewing. I fucking hated it. (laughs) And mom didn't quite understand it. Uh So, like, I wanted to eat at a different time or, like, in a different place. My mom was like, come on, eat with your grandparents. And it fucking. Grandpa's chewing fucked me up. Like, actually. (laughs) How? (laughs) I don't know. It's just. It's really fucking. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) It caused me physical pain. Like, that's not a joke. (laughs) That's just how I interpret those things.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: I think anyone would agree with you. (laughs) Grandpa's chewing. Grandpa's (laughs) a fucking... (laughs) I want to call him an asshole, but he's my grandpa. Mom would get really angry.
0: Your grandpa's a good guy. He's just got some habits that make it hard to, you know...
1: (laughs) Appreciate (laughs) You said he was an
0: ass. Oh, I've never denied that he's not. But I'm just saying that... Do you know much about your grandpa's past? No, I don't intend to. So, both of your grandpa's parents died at a very young age. Um, pretty sure both of his parents died of alcoholism. Oh. And so he was raised by aunts and uncles. And he was, from my understanding... He just got bumped around from house to house most of his life. And then he served in the military. And so he had a pretty rough yeah, life. He didn't have a, like that stable upbringing. And so he had to be quite independent and, you know, uh, he's a little abrasive and angry a lot. But he's got some good reasons to be angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, he met your mom, uh, your grandma and sorry, your mom. <laughs> and I think she's been a very stabilizing kind of grounding force in his life. And then they ended up joining the Mormon church and gave him a, you know, something to hold on, to, to yeah. hold on to and something to believe in and kind of work with there. And it's been fairly good for their family. And, you know, he's, um, He's changed a lot since I first met him. Um, like I didn't like the way he treated his wife and your mom. So I would often say stuff and your mom always get mad at me whenever I confront your grandpa and stuff. But there are certain times it had to be done.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, uh, you know, he's trying. But he's at the at an age now where I don't think you'll see much, much change now at this point. Uh-huh. It's just who he is. So, you know, if that helps at all. Understand him and yeah. Now I feel a little bad. (laughs) We all have our
1: our trauma,
0: right, and our suffering, and that causes difficulties. Like you know, one thing I (laughs) to kind of uh, harass your grandpa every once in a while. If I was driving and we're driving home from like Duncan or something or from church, Mm -hmm. I'd always take him through the Indian Reserve because he would just rant. And get all angry every time we go through an Indian reserve because he has a very uh, low opinion, unfortunately, of her native brothers and sisters. Oh, so he's racist? <laughs> that sucks. Well, I don't think he's. There is definitely some elements to that, but I, I don't think it's a hatred of the people. I think he just doesn't like the system and how it's been. And but yeah, there's some some of that in there for sure. But. You know, we all have our stuff.
1: We all have okay. our stuff,
0: and you gotta you gotta find the things in those people that you do appreciate. You know, and uh, focus on that stuff. So he's a hard worker, takes care of his family. You know, he he does care for you guys. He's just not great at how to show Chill it. it. Yeah, he shows it in the ways he thinks. Because again, his dad wasn't around a whole lot, mm-hmm. so he hasn't had a good you know. Example of that. And I think even his grandparents may have already passed away. So, you know, life expectancy in England then wasn't very long back then. Yeah. You know, so there's... uh, I forget that he's English. Yeah. And that's a much different culture than ours to begin with. Back in that day, when he was a young boy, um, parents didn't really talk to their kids. Yeah. There wasn't that, you know, kids were to be, you know, seen, not heard. And you know, a lot like in like traditional English, like upper class. Once your kid was a certain age, they were shipped up to boarding school and you didn't see them. You saw them twice a year. So mm-hmm. saw them at Christmas and um, in the summers. And even then you hardly ever saw your father because your father was always working or doing whatever. And you were meant to quiet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some reasons he's got some struggles, but um, you know, y- y- you have struggles too because your dad's pretty strange as well.
1: I'm going to say you're a lot better than grandpa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, a for, lot you, better. for you, I suppose. Yeah.
1: No, that's been good. So, do you think
0: next time you see your grandpa, you can show a little more uh, compassion? Maybe. Yeah. Might be good. I think with your grandpa, it's just finding the things, you know, the common likes mm-hmm. and talk about those things with him. Like, you know he loves his action movies. He likes to turn up the sound really loud and
1: watch his He doesn't movies. watch action movies. Not anymore, eh? I used to be his thing for, like, forever. Well, he watches... Um, the, have you heard of, like, English dramas? Yeah. Mom likes to watch them. Grandma, uh-huh. Grandma likes to watch them. They all like to watch them together. Mm-hmm. It's just Grandpa likes to turn the volume all the way up because he has hearing damage yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. He needs hearing aids, but he just doesn't get them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway. Oh good. Well I'm I'm sure you'll have a different perspective, of Grandpa now. So we've had we've been, you know, talking here for an hour. And I don't know what the hell to title this podcast, this one, but uh we'll figure it out. Yeah. We we learned a lot about stuff.
1: <laughs> so enjoy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you wanted me to do the thing where I just cut it off there. Oh yeah. Did you want that? You can do whatever you want to end things. Now I'm going to make it a bit more awkward. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is your show, so you get to do whatever you want with it. It's our show. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Max. Well, well, I mean, you're in the title. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. And you're really? No, I'm not there. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This one is a little bit everywhere, but I still think we had some really interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I think next week we'll, uh, we'll focus on um, a specific uh, area of communication. We'll try to keep it on. Yeah, that. we'll try to keep it on task. But it's been yeah. a while, so we've got lots to talk about. And, uh, you know, plus we know you guys just love listening to us talk.
1: How many people have listened to
0: it so far? Uh, so far? Yeah. Uh, the first one that we put up... Is the one that we actually shared. We really haven't shared the second one much. We haven't mm-hmm. really put much out there. But we've had like 20 people listen. So thanks to those 20 That's people. That's a good start. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad start considering it's not really connected to anything. Um, uh, I will be uh, hooking it up with uh, my podcast, which is the Five Elements Letting Go. Um, I just recorded episode five today with Christy. And uh, that'll be up, and we'll just uh, cross-promote through the two of those, and that should help uh, get the word out for you. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a great conversation, and, of course, it's just an excuse for us to hang out and chat. And uh, we'll be back next week. Any last words, Max? Nope. (laughs) I love my son. (laughs) All right, bye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs)